Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. It's the list in your boy at Fightful.com with Jimmy Van and Sean Rossap. They're on fire. Boom shakalaka. 200 strong. What's up, you guys? It is September 15th, 2021. This is the list in your boy number 229. A bit of a programming note next week's. Listen, your boy will take place Friday, September 24th. I'll be traveling Wednesday and Thursday for AEW at Arthur Ashe. But we're here right now by God. So leave a thumbs up. Subscribe if you are on YouTube.com slash Fightful. And donate a super chat and get your question or statement read on the air. I'm sure I'll plug a bunch of other stuff. But I'm also going to plug our sponsor, Destiny FOMO. You can see her right up there, right, right there. Follow her on Twitter at twitter.com slash Destiny FOMO or just at Destiny FOMO. Has a plethora of projects that she's doing. I'll actually see her uh, next weekend or next week at Arthur Ashe, but uh, does a lot of stuff involved with gaming. Make sure you check her out. She is how this show is possible this week. Jimmy, what's up? You're living quite the life these days, aren't you? I am. How, how's your wallet feeling? A little lighter? A little bit. I can almost float out of my chair. Well, that's weird because the invoice hasn't hit yet. <laughs> yeah, Sean's just traveling to all the great shows on my dime. Hope it's awesome. I didn't write this one off. Okay, yeah, that's that is consent to write this off. Then. Well, I just assume I'm going to be getting something like a okay, stick. All or right, something. I was I was doing this one myself. Oh, that's there's good. No media opportunities, but not now. Not no, it's good because we just got proof you're doing it yourself. It's good. <laughs> no, uh, now uh, you know it's. I've just got to be there. I'm gonna get some good, high quality photos, Jimmy. Oh yeah. Or Arthur Ash from Arthur Ash. I might actually take my my photography camera uh, there with me because is that the one you not? use in Cincinnati? No, no, I used my phone in Cincinnati. Like, but I wasn't credentialed in Cincinnati. I went as a fan in Cincinnati. Yeah, but your quality of your photos was good there. No, well, I'm uploading a bunch of them to Fightful Select. I just realized I haven't been uploading my photos there. So I'm going to be releasing galleries from Jacksonville, Chicago, Cincinnati, um, all over the place. And yeah, I might I might do that. I might take some pictures while I'm at Arthur Ashe. That way I can get some content for Fightful. Good for you, bud. Well, you know what? I, I always like to give a little bit of behind the scenes stuff for our uh, for listening to boy listeners and our listening to boy readers or viewers. And uh, it was last November... November of 2020, Sean and I cut this new three-year contract last November. And, you know, Sean's happy with it, and I'm happy with it, wow. and we're, we're singing Kumbaya wearing togas. And then 2021 hits, and you know what? What can you say? 2021 has been just a banner year for Fightful and for Fightful Select and for Sean Ross at, uh, on a personal level and professionally. And all of a sudden... It just seemed like that new three-year contract that we cut in November, it just didn't seem like the financials were, you know, the compensation was necessarily uh, equivalent Fair. to the to the uh, results anymore. 
And so Sean and I sat down digitally and virtually, I guess, and uh, we've agreed to a new eight-year deal. And I thought to myself, you know what? Sean's earned it. I'm going to throw him uh, a piece of equity in Fightful too. So I gave him a minority stake in Fightful. A lot more money than that three-year contract that we just agreed to last <laughs> November. But uh, no, you've earned every penny of it. I like to bust your ball sometimes, but you've earned every penny of it. And uh, like I've told you before, I look at this as almost a partnership. It's, it's more than just an employee-employer type thing. It's like, yes, I started this and I recruited you and I gave you the platform and the resources, but you put in the work. And, and FIFO would not be where it is without your, uh, your effort. And so, yeah, man, I guess we're going to have to uh, do this podcast for a while. I guess so. I mean, uh, I appreciate it. I'm very happy. Is one of the one of the the craziest weeks of my life, honestly, with all out and my birthday, and it's my wife's birthday that week. It's our anniversary that week. So we had some stuff going on, and like we were talking about it as it happened. We're like, man, all this stuff's going on, and I was worried about that day. Just talking about staying at Fightful, and um, yeah, I'm I appreciate it. Uh, Hannah, our great moderator, says, appreciate when Sean gets raises because then he buys me all my meals when we hang out. And then I hit, up Jimmy. Them. I hit up Jimmy and I say, Hannah's a moderator, an unpaid moderator. We need to expense this. Right. So right. there you go. Yeah. Uh, but really, I'm so happy. Um, had a lot of very nice people that, that reached out and wanted to do some work with me. But I wanted to stay at Fightful. I love Fightful. Um, I'm, I'm probably not having kids unless we adopt. So I, I want something that is identifiable with me. Like if I get hit by a train on accident, accidentally tomorrow, I want somebody to be able to identify something with the work that I've done. And, uh, we can, we can also announce now Gisberto Guzzo, who some of you seen, see on our watch alongs, he has agreed to a full-time deal with Fightful. He had been on weekends before. Uh, we're going to be changing up our schedule. We've got three full-time news guys now. Jeremy leading the charge there. I'm so happy about that. Uh, Gisberto was actually briefly hired as the associate editor a couple years ago, but he had a too-good-to-be-true teaching offer there. But we're so happy to have him back. And, um, we're, I mean, we're going to be pumping out even more news. Uh, this is going to help me do more interviews, as you guys have seen. I'm pumping out about two or three a week now, so... I'm very excited about this. Very happy. Glad I get to to hang and talk a little bit of shit with you guys. And the most important thing is it's payday, Jimmy. It's payday. Yeah, it is. And I, and I told Sean this off the air when him <laughs> and I when him and I started to kind of you know get into the nitty gritty on a on a new deal. Uh, and when Sean would try to, you know, try to push back with his negotiation skills, I was hitting up his wife every now and then to talk about stuff. And, and his wife would tell me straight up, Sean doesn't want to leave. He loves Fightful. He doesn't want to <laughs> leave. And, I, and, I, and I'd be like, I got to keep that in my back pocket. But I also got to give him his worth, too. So. We got Super Chats rolling in. Destiny FOMO, the sponsor of the show, says, Sean finally has the fun to upgrade his shirts. Well done, SRS. Well done. <laughs> you know, it, it's, it stings pretty hard when somebody who barely wears one is burying me for wear my shirts, which is a... 2012 NCAA men's basketball national champion shirt, Destiny FOMO. How about that? Uh, get those super chats in. It would mean a lot. Michael Branson says, I'm here for Eric Archance. You missed that, the, the debut, all the debuts last night, Jimmy. You missed me popping up on the NXT uh, show. I got I a did. new name. They oh, got, you do? They, yeah, Rock Hard Eric Shins. I got it. That's a takeoff of the NXT names, yeah? Yeah, rock hard Eric yeah. Shins, and I got pinned immediately. It was. I got to tell you, that's not a bad name in comparison. Yeah, I know. I, I I feel like Vince. There, there's almost like a German feel to some of these names, like Braun and Vaughn. There's, there's like a German, oh, a German esque thing. Let's get into it. So, so uh, we're doing this on, on September 15th. So NXT 2.0 uh, debuted last night, the 14th. I actually thought it was a pretty good show overall. I love the aesthetic a lot better. It was a lot brighter, mm -hmm. very colorful. I think the logo is a little bit too colorful, but very colorful, very bright. Uh, yeah. It felt so dark and dreary before, so that was good. And you want to talk about debuts, like you said, like they debuted, debuted so many new people. Uh, even Mandy Rose debuted a new hair color. Tell me yeah. your thoughts on, on NXT. And actually, I, I want to ask you a question first. There were reports going in that Kevin Dunn was going to be involved in production. He was. There, and, and Bruce Pritchard, maybe even Vince. What do you know about the production aspect of things? 
He was there. Um, Vince was? No, no, no. Vince, I don't know if Vince was. Kevin Dunn okay. was. Kevin, Kevin Dunn. Dunn was there. Triple H was not. Um, we've got, man, super chats rolling in. We will get to them, guys. I promise you. I got a lot of thoughts on NXT. Braun Breaker is a ter- terrible, stupid name. I loved Rex Steiner, but God damn, do I love this guy already. Yes. He's, he's first match on TV. He's already more than passable, and he's in there with Eli Drake or LA Knight, who is not known as the world's greatest worker, but is solid. Okay, I believe that he can be put in good positions to the moon with this guy. Sure. The wedding was great. The best swerve is no swerve at all. Um, I feel like they tried to jam way too many debuts in in one night. Um, I, I saw Suge Dunkerton's thing on Twitter. He's like, they, they did a whole segment for Mandy Rose dyeing her hair. It's like when when those white women on, on Facebook post their new hair and it's like, I did a thing. Okay, cool. I didn't need a match in a segment just for that. It was fine. <laughs> but yeah. like, just show me that she's got brown hair now. Like, uh, and then in a year we're going to get, get the, the, Oh, you're going to turn me back into the old me vignettes. And she's going to go back blonde. Like, do you remember when Dolph Ziggler do. was brunette for a little bit? <laughs> that didn't last long. That no. Sucked. Yeah. And that was supposed to be like his big kind of reintroduction with a short, dark Brown haircut. Yeah. And it lasted like a month or something. You know, so oh, I mean, man. I'll say this about Bron- Bronson Rexsteiner. I love his the the look, the singlet in honor of his dad. Yeah. He looks more like Scotty than than Rick to me. Um, oh, I think he looks like Rick. I think he looks I think like he Rick. looks a lot like Scotty. I mean, I physically, physically, he looks more like Scott. But also, I mean, he is six feet tall. He looks like he's six two or six three. Yes, he's as broad as a house. Yes. Um, I think in the face, he definitely looks more like Rick, especially as you Rick's do, gotten really? older. Yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I love the singlet. I loved it. And and uh, part of me was thinking, man, I wish they put the headgear on him. But I understand that he probably wants to be his own guy. He doesn't want to be, yeah. you know, a carbon copy of Rick Steiner. But I love the gear, uh, the athleticism. He's got, you know, the football background. I do question, and I want to ask your thoughts on this, the decision to have him go over L.A. Knight on the same show when L.A. Knight is in the NXT title match. What are your thoughts on their decision to have L.A. Knight be the fall guy when he's got the title match later that night? That's weird. I thought it was just going to be a way to take L.A. Knight out of the match. Like, right. stop putting losers in title matches. And right. them pulling Kyle O'Reilly for Cal Bloom, who was yes. uh, the son of Mike Bloom of the the Destroyers and Beverly Brothers. Yep. I mean, all I could tweet, pardon my language, was fucking who? And yeah. I knew who Cal Bloom was. I was familiar with him. It was hyperbole, obviously. It was just yep. stellar Justin Lopez says, I thought he looked like Rick and sounded like Scott. I thought he was fine on the mic, too. He was okay on the he's mic. He's not bad. He's not bad. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I wonder if he's going to do a math promo. Oh, I hope not. <laughs> I hope not. But Yeah, he's got, not bad. He, and he's, he's got an intimidating presence, too. We've which got is good. Van Twinblade saying... Coming soon to NXT, Slate Slabrock, Gristle McThornbody, yeah. Touch Rustrod, Buck Plank Chest, Stab Bulkhead, <laughs> Punt Speed Chunk, and Big McLarge Huge. I saw Kate Hensler, who, boy, you want to talk about a good fit for Fightful. She's a perfect fit for Fightful. She said that if Randy Orton debuted today, his name would be Shane Sprainer. <laughs> Oh, I love it. I love it so much. Who is greenlighting the names as events? I'm I'm working to find out. I've I've <laughs> I talked to a recent NXT star that told me how long it took to get their names approved and how many they had to pitch. That'll be up on fightfulselect.com uh this week. But my God. We've we've got I, JJ saying is Rex Steiner scripted. If so, it's impossible to script any Steiners. Love how the Suzuki incident is canon. Tremendous pop. We'll get more into that, but yep. um, I, I, he's scripted. He's for sure scripted right now. Yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, I would. I just. I keep thinking of Stone Cold Steve Austin. This is the first thing I think of when Stone Cold Steve Austin, and it's a famous story now. They submit a list of names to him, and they had like Freezy McFreeze, Chili McFreeze, Chili yeah. whatever, and and Count Von Frost or whatever the hell. All this garbage, and very luckily for Steve Austin, his wife said, drink your tea before it gets stone cold, and boom, there you go, stone cold Steve Austin. I think about that. That was 25 years ago, and 25 years ago, they're doing this dog shit. 
the difference now is that these guys are just they're just kind of happy to get a break and and you know no one is saying that's stupid and so we got braun breaker and we got von yeah. wagner and these names are dumb. Like it's an really, uphill battle, Jimmy. It's like an when, uphill battle. Exactly. When these right. guys have great looks and stupid ass names. Yes. I mean, it's like Brock Lesnar was the guy's actual name. Yeah, and, Cena too. Randy Orton. Yeah. Batista. I mean, like you just, and I know it's for trademark purposes, but you got to go with the dumbest ass names possible. Braun Breaker. I loved Rex Steiner. I had NXT wrestlers telling me how much they loved the idea of Rex Steiner. Oh man. And I almost out of spite wanted to just call him Rex Steiner, but it's just such an easy thing. Like, and I'm working on finding out more and I know there were, there've been issues with Scott Steiner and WWE, but I mean, if there were, if, if the issues were that big, they wouldn't have signed the guy in the first place. And nah, it's Rick's yeah. kid, not Scott's. So. I don't think that got on the way. I mean, Rick, Rick has as much right as Scott does in terms of like rights to the, the Steiner name or whatever it might be. Exactly. I don't know. And like, I wasn't crazy about the name Rex Steiner. Um, but Rex Steiner beats the shit out of Braun Breaker. And buddy, I love that singlet. I love I that do too. freaking singlet. I, I love agree. the multicolor stuff. We got a bunch of super chats. Uh, a lot of people congratulating. Thank you all so much. Ernie says he's been a fan since my Wrestling Inc. days. Well, I appreciate that because I really sucked back then. Uh, Throwback says, SRS is a great dude. Hope you enjoyed the Tyson pick. I enjoyed all your gifts. Uh, I tried some of that Moxie this weekend. That was definitely different. Michael Branson says, I'm here for Eric Hargens and no other reason. Uh, <laughs> Joseph, or actually, to call up podcast says, are you guys hiring? Not hiring at the moment. Uh, we're always open to listening to stuff. Um, we, we've got a new podcast launching soon, and we, we don't have room for any on the main feed. But um, we're always we're always listening to pitches and stuff like that. Zach Schimmel sends a gigantic super chat. This guy, my God, this dude. He says, congrats wow. on 4.2K plus on Select. It's amazing to see Fightful grow over the years. Jimmy SRS. Hope to see the fightful go even higher. Here's a piece of my paycheck. His finances are great. Love you guys. SRS is the true fightful champion. Well, Jimmy, you know, I am the true fightful champion. Hit me with that beautiful overlay. Hit me with that overlay. Where's that overlay at? Where is it? There we go. Look at this. Fightful.com slash belt. We should probably throw that up on shop.fightful.com. There's no reason we shouldn't. But look at this bad boy. It comes with a display box. Certificate of authenticity because we don't want Joel Pearl out here faking them. Joel <laughs> Pearl's going to make knockoffs and it's not going to come with a certificate of authenticity. I pop at the fact that Jimmy for sure had them add not a toy to yes, this graphic. I yes, know that he did it. I know it was him. There's nobody else. It is the real deal. Um, and you know what? This will last a lot longer than a couple minutes like the real deal Holyfield did this past weekend. But check that out. Uh, my next question for you is Samoa Joe. What happened? Have you heard anything? Still working to find out. This was uh, a surprise. Uh, there were a bunch of NXT changes this past week. I mean, the, the women's title match didn't happen either. So a lot of the stuff they had planned did not go as it was. I know a lot of people are screaming, work, work. That wouldn't have made a damn bit of sense. That wouldn't have made any sense. You could literally just get the belt off of him in mm -hmm. that four-way. It makes no sense to do that. Uh, whatsoever. So I don't think that that's what that is. He was slated for this past Monday's episode of Raw uh, to promote NXT 2.0, and he didn't do the show. He wasn't there. So hopefully I'm, I'm it's not. Uh, hopefully it's not uh, more concussion related stuff. It sucks. Hopefully. He spent yeah. he spent effectively two years away from WWE because he came back for a month last yeah. year, a month, yeah. yeah, and and wrestled, and then he's out again. I hate this. I yep. so much hate this. Um, yeah. Let's talk about some of the some of the debuts last night because it was definitely debut heavy, and you can definitely see where they want to go. And I what's with my camera quality? <laughs> like it's why is it so fuzzy? That's definitely on your end, not our end. I I know. I don't know what's up with my camera, the focus on it. What the hell? There you go. You're good. You're good. There we go. But I definitely had flashbacks to like OBW FCW with the sure. presentation and, and with the types of guys that were debuted. So they had Cal Bloom, like you said, that was Von Wagner. They had Bron Bronson Rex Steiner, uh, Braun Breaker, uh, Ben Buchanan, the son of Bull Buchanan, was part of a tag team match as Brooks Jensen. They had uh, Trick Williams with Carmelo uh, Hayes. They, they formed a, a heel tag team. 
uh, Tony D'Angelo. He's got an amateur wrestling background. Oh, that name ain't sticking. And you know why. Why is that? Tony D'Angelo in the NHL. I don't need, I'm not even sure I know who that is. Are you kidding me? How do you not know who he is? Even I I do. And I don't even watch hockey. uh, Why is there like like embroiled in controversy right now? Really? Yes. I don't know. Tell me what is, what is the controversy? Oh my gosh. I'll incur. I don't want to really recount something without the accurate details. I'm sure we'll, we'll get people uh, in, in the chat that will feel free to, to do such, but okay, that's good. Um, like, well, I'm, yeah, there you go. There you go. The racist ex New York Ranger who just cleared waivers. I'm not sure. I recall that one. Oh, that I'll have to look that one up. Okay. But anyway, right now he's Tony D'Angelo, Ivy Nile, yeah. who's, she's been in the system for about a year and a half. Emily um, Anzoulis. And even though she they was, debuted she was on raw underground once, uh, she fought, uh, Shayna Baszler there. All right, and even though they technically debuted last week and not this week, the Creed brothers are are getting a lot of focus. Those guys are awesome. They're they're like half Road Warriors, half Varsity Club. Those two guys. Yeah. So they're they're very interesting. Uh, and then Rich Holland is getting a lot of play too. And yeah, so you look at some of these guys coming up, and again, like you, the thumbnail I did for YouTube this week. You know how Nick Khan in the in the interview, interview with uh, Ariel Hawani, he he talked about how they had a lot of indie talent in the past, and he said they're gonna kind of get away from that and focus on the PC. Yeah, it's very clear by looking at NXT 2.0. You know, I mean, yeah, they still had you know Ciampa won the title, and and LA Knight was in the main event, and Kyle O'Reilly was supposed to be Gargano was there, but otherwise it was just a, a roster of new guys, and a lot of them fit a certain aesthetic. And when you think about the OVW days when they had Brock Lesnar and John Cena and Randy Orton and Dave Batista, and now you got Bronson Rex Steiner and Cal Bloom and Gable, Gable Stevenson's in the pipeline and Parker Boudreaux's in the pipeline and Rich Holland is getting a lot of play. It's very obvious where they're headed. And this could potentially be a good thing for the main roster, but, and, and this goes back to what we just talked about with the names, you have to have the right booking and you have to have the right presentation. And when I see... Braun Breaker and Von Wagner. I don't have a lot of confidence in uh, in WWE. Let me ask you this: So back in the OVW days, you know John Cena wasn't John Cena. John Cena was the prototype. Dave Batista exactly. was Leviathan. The yes. difference was that OVW didn't have live national television. Yes. So you could take John Cena, you could put him on on SmackDown. People didn't know that was the prototype. That's why I, it's so stupid when people will say, for example, like when when carrying cross pops up on raw and they're like well, well this audience doesn't know him and i'm like well that's funny because i seem to remember him being on prime time on the same network as raw the next night right i seem to remember triple h doing this raw raw speech saying this tuesdays is good we've got a lead in from raw right so to speak um and for example pro wrestling unlimited saying parker bordeaux teasing his name is gunner harland are we surprised harland didn't debut last night i would have been Okay, how do I phrase this? I wouldn't have been surprised that he didn't debut last week. Now I am. Now they're like sink or swim, tough shit. That's that's just the way they are. Um, and I, you know, I don't hate it, Jimmy. And some of the NXT talent I've talked to don't hate it. I'll expand on that on Fightful Select this week. But I mean, there there are a lot of people that were just sitting rotting at the PC for a long time. So I'm I'm very glad. I mean, I think the days of having the takeover where they have that new well-known name that they just signed sitting in the front row. Yeah. Those days are probably going to be gone or, or at least they're going to be, they're going to be scarce now because the days of takeovers might be done. Maybe the days of takeovers too. Yeah, maybe, but they've, I think they've made it pretty clear, especially after Nick Khan's interview that they're not going to go after renowned indie talent as much anymore. And Stella so Justin Lopez says Ridge Holland and Gunnar Harland. Are those names that say sound way too similar? I could see people easily getting confused. I mean, yeah, if you cultivate a an audience of morons, sure. I mean, AEW has Cage, Page, Page, and Cage, and everybody doesn't like, keeps keeps them separated just fine. Sometimes I have to tell my live event people, "Hey, don't refer to them as Cage and Page. Refer to them as their full name. That way, mm-hmm. our reading audience doesn't get confused." But, but yeah. Well, I guess we're going to see what happens. And and another piece of news related to NXT, and you broke some of the stuff on Select. Uh, what's the latest with Johnny Gargano? What's the latest with Pete Dunne? You've already talked about uh, Kevin Owens before. Uh, tell us the latest with some of these guys. Oh, man. Um, so 
Pete Dunn, as I reported on Fightful Select last night, uh, agreed to a new three-year deal with WWE. Uh, WWE did confirm this to me. I was able to find it out, and uh, I heard that Triple H personally offered him this deal before the unfortunate health issues that Triple H has faced. So I don't know who's really stepped into the the role of Canyon Seaman, but Pete Dunne there for the next three years. That led to a lot of people thinking he was going to win the title, and that didn't happen. We mentioned Kevin Owens last week, and then it hit my desk that Johnny Gargano's deal is up on December 3rd, another one that we reported on Fightful Select on Monday. And normally I'd be like, oh, Jimmy, let's talk behind the paywall. It's everywhere now. Everybody knows about it. But after this show, I'm going to post an update on FightfulSelect.com of how this affects Candice LeRae, who is Johnny Gargano's wife. So subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. I'll be uh, posting that over there. That's a, that's a pretty significant set of people. And I had heard earlier this year that Owens, Cole, Gargano were all up around the same time. Now, this was between December and January. Now, obviously, what happened in July happened in July, and Cole's contract was up five months before he even thought it was up. So, uh, wow. Holy crap. Yeah, did you, did you see the up, up, down, down goodbye? I did. It was very sad. Yeah, Xavier sad. Xavier got it. He, you could tell he was pretty emotional about it. And I mean, like, Hannah, who uh, I joke and say she's our moderator, uh, one, one of our good friends here, and, and Jeremy, like, they watch that all the time. Like, they connect with that. And you could tell how bummed they were, too. It was it was a community that they built, and it, I'm sure it sucks to go, but you want to talk about AEW landing a home run, talk about their gaming division, too. Adding Adam Cole and his built-in audience to that mm-hmm. as well, mm-hmm. that's important stuff. Let's talk about Monday Night Raw. So WWE knew they were going up against week one of uh, Monday Night Football. They knew it. And that's probably why they pivoted and they had Lashley Orton on the show instead of on Extreme Rules. And they did the cash-in with Big E. I got to tell you, I don't think there's a lot of wrestlers who, if somebody wins the WWE title, I don't think there's a lot of wrestlers that will receive universal praise. Because, you know, oftentimes there's some jealousy or there's yep. some resentment or, you know, should be me, why is it him? With Big E, nothing but universal praise. Like the wrestling world rejoiced when oh, Big buddy. E won the title. If you can have a big career moment and our buddy David Bixenspan isn't immediately tweeting, yeah, well, remember the time he shit out of a moving vehicle <laughs> onto a bunch of people's faces? Then, I mean, you, you've done pretty good. And there wasn't even any of that. Even our boy Bix didn't have anything on him. <laughs> do you uh do you think Biggie's going to be a long-term champion or do you think he's going to go the, the way of Kofi because obviously this was not something they planned out for a long time I think he's going to be a long-term main eventer I don't know if he's going to be a long-term champion but he's going to be a long-term main eventer he's a guy that everybody believes is a champion there are some people that want an excuse to to bitch about him that will say oh well you know what um he's not serious enough he's not serious enough also, um, I, I just gotta say, Jimmy, hold on. Let's 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 talk about the real story about Big E winning. Um, actually, you know what? Talk for a minute, and then I'll show you because I gotta I gotta upload this. This is amazing. You know what? I might as well use the opportunity to plug Fightful Magazine, FightfulMag.com. We have the September October issue out now. CM Punk is the cover boy. You see it right there. A great article. Uh, chronicling his return to pro wrestling. There's a great article about John Cena's return to WWE, a story about Thunder Rosa and uh, and the momentum wave that she's currently experiencing. The Wrestler's Tribune, written by uh, Impact star Cody Diener, a story about RIP Thunderdome, uh, a great indie tale story about a buddy of mine, an independent wrestler, who showed up to the building and was told, you're going to work Brian Lee on this show. And uh, he was terrified wrestling a veteran like uh, Brian Lee. Him, him telling that story, and that was a really, really good one. The final part of my Ricky the Dragon Steamboat interview is in this one. Uh, retro gaming, all kinds of good stuff. And I should say it's brought you to you to by... You tell me you don't have like six more parts <laughs> Ricky Steamboat? I do have more, but Jesus, I, I, I checked out the last couple, and I thought we got the meat and potatoes in there God. already. 
So, so that's good. The meat, hey, Ricky potatoes, you went, back for, you went back for seconds. You went to the buffet. You got some ice cream afterwards. Did Four you actually parts. read the interview? Yeah, of course I did. It was fantastic. I, I didn't have to read it even. I listened to it, Jimmy. I listened to it three years ago. Oh, do, oh you remember when I gave yes. you the audio for that? Yes. Well, unfortunately, our Fightful Magazine subscribers don't have that luxury Sean Ross app. So this was their way of getting it. Uh, Fightful Mag, this issue is brought to you by Magic Spoon and Blue Chew. So thanks to them for their sponsorship. And uh, go to FightfulMag.com. You can get either the, di the digital version or the print version of this issue. And we're working on uh, the next issue now. So, Jimmy, let's talk about the big the big thing. Whoops. The big thing that happened here. You mm -hmm. know, Biggie's getting all these congratulations. And he got some congratulations from Paul White. But look how he replied. Oh, Thank isn't you, that cute? You like appreciate that? Appreciate you nice. for real, Tall Paul. Look at that. Would you look at that, Tall Paul? Tall Paul. Uh huh. It's amazing. Good for you. Good for you. Well, I want to say one thing about Raw uh, because you just know how people react to things like this. So Raw got their asses kicked by Monday Night Football this week. They ended up doing 1.67 million viewers last year's week one of Monday Night Football episode of Raw, which took place on September 14, 2020, actually did a higher viewership than this week, even though last year they were in Thunderdome, and this year they were back in front of a live crowd. Uh, they still did better numbers last year. And I know that everybody's going to say, well, the, the Monday Night Football game, it was one of the highest viewed in years. Raw's gone up against Monday Night Football for 25-whatever years, yes. uh, and they've still you know, historically done better than this. And so that's not a great number. And what have we been saying about Dynamite with their momentum? We've been saying that the time is going to come when Dynamite's highest quarter hour is going to beat Raw's lowest quarter hour in terms of viewership. And uh, given that Raw had a 30-year head start, that's really saying something uh, for Dynamite. Well, last week's Dynamite did 1.453 million viewers for its highest quarter. Yeah. This week's Raw, according to Brandon Thurston from uh, WrestleNomics, this week's Raw, the lowest quarter did 1.56 million viewers. So it was a difference of 107,000 viewers between Raw's low and Dynamite's high. The gap is narrower than ever. It is. And, and, and I, uh, I, do, I do think some situations did allow for that. I mean, we're, we're fresh off of All Out, two big debuts, um, Punk's first match, and then the first week of Monday Night Football. I think it will spread a little bit more over the next few weeks. But it is narrowing, and people are absolutely. Like, oh, well, what do you, what do you, what should AEW do to narrow that gap? First off, tall Paul, but second off, continue to do what you're doing. Keep putting on a consistently good television show. And now, I thought the shows were thin. Some of the Rampage Dynamite shows were thin for a little mm -hmm. bit. No excuse now with you adding Brian and Cole to the ranks. For sure, yeah, for sure. And we should also note that last week, for the first time ever. Dynamite beat Raw in the 18 to 49 demo in the same week. Yeah. That's never happened before until last week. Dynamite did 681,000 viewers in that demo. Raw did 678,000 viewers in that demo. Yeah. And you know what's funny sometimes? So sometimes I just pat post factual information on Twitter. I don't post opinion. I don't post nothing. Just factual information. And so I happened to post on Twitter the other day, other day that TNT is currently paying AEW $43.75 million a year plus uh, a rev share cut on the ads, which isn't, you know, significant, but that's the number. And USA is currently paying WWE 265 million per year. All I did was post that on Twitter and I had people shitting on me saying I'm biased. Oh, unreal. Unre Just posted I mean, factual information. It's not, it's not about that unreal. People do it all the time. It's so stupid. It's so ridiculous, but yep. Yep. We got some super chats. Uh, Hannah M's <laughs> says that uh, Braun Breaker needs to do a math promo on Samoa Joe. That would be good. That would be good to, to play that back. Colin Hedden uh, sends a super chat with no message, but thank you very much. KE775 says, nobody in creative had the guts to tell Vince, hey, we want to keep Adam Cole a heel manager who doesn't wrestle, uh, and, and that's dumb. Well, I, I don't know how serious those conversations really got. I don't know how much Vince really gives a shit what creative thinks about his plans for Adam Cole. He's mm -hmm. just going to do, he was going to do them anyway. Uh, Elroy Velez says, the new NXT names, uh, Reminds me of the game show NXT name. I, I'm I don't know what that means. Apologies. Panda says I love AEW. No cap. Well, you know what? I enjoy their shows too. So uh, there you go. Uh, Srijan says, "What would you consider the greatest moment in NXT history?" In my moment, in my opinion, it's when they invaded SmackDown and won Survivor Series. 
to me, it's Bailey, Sasha, Brooklyn. Yep. I was going to say either Bailey, Sasha, Brooklyn, or I also really enjoyed uh, Shinsuke Nakamura's uh, entrance in Brooklyn. That was a pretty hot moment. But I think Bailey, Sasha, they main evented. They had a hell of a matchup and uh, sold out house in Brooklyn. So that was a pretty good one. I want to ask you your thoughts on the draft. So WWE confirmed that they're going to be doing the draft. October 1st is going to be the SmackDown uh, version of it. And then October 4th is going to continue on with Raw. When you look at the rosters, it's pretty clear to me, Drew McIntyre, Bobby Lashley probably headed to SmackDown. Feels like they've done everything they can do for the time being on Raw. But when you look about the other way, from SmackDown to Raw, aside from some guys in the mid-card that might make sense, like Cesaro, maybe, maybe Kevin Owens, uh, maybe Baron Corbin, who else do you think? Maybe Edge, because Edge just uh, just lost uh, the match to Rollins, maybe Edge. Otherwise, who who do you see that you think that makes sense that they would go to, uh, to the Raw brand? Well, I don't know, because they're going to do a redraft, so it's going to be completely redone. It's not like a shake-up or anything. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I think they're redrafting the whole rosters. I think really what they should just do is draft like six to eight acts. But what WWE does, unfortunately, too much is they draft like half of it. Like you're stuck with the same rosters on different brands and there's just a few people changing. Mm -hmm. Instead of just being like, oh, let's switch five or six people. They switch so many that nothing really changes. Mm. Uh, but I do think we're going to see a bunch of NXT names that have been in limbo pop up. I think we're going to see probably Zia Lee, Dakota Kai, Aaliyah, um, probably Austin Theory all pop up. But that's just that's a hunch. It's not a report. I think we're going to see an infusion of those. And let me tell you, Raw needs it. Raw needs a Dakota Kai. Um, but again, we don't know how the rosters will even look in three weeks. So it's impossible for me to say, oh, well, these people will be able to go here and there. Edge is technically a free agent so i think he can go wherever he wants he was never drafted mm-hmm. um so yeah we'll see where that goes something just popped in my head about nxt that i forgot to ask you before what do you think about and i i hate calling him Braun breaker well what do you think uh, we, we got joel wood saying what's your honest opinion on Braun bake breaker horrible name and his ceiling go ahead sorry no i was gonna ask you do you think it's too soon for him to be in the title picture they're already teasing him and tomaso chomp do you think it's too soon no no push him straight to the moon pushing straight to the moon you think he's ready for that like you think they might actually put the title on him maybe but what's the worst that can happen he can fail with a dumbass name like Braun breaker what's what's the worst that could happen he could fail that's it and then you've i mean you just put von wagner in a main event so i i I think they should push him push him high joel i think his ceiling is very high based on what i've seen on tuesday and that's it yeah, he's definitely Zach, got the athleticism for sure. Zach says, what women do you want to see go to Raw or SmackDown? Dakota Kai, mainly. That's the main one. I want to see her her go up, and I, I think they need to utilize the ones they have. I want to see Tony Storm on TV more. I want to see a lot of, a lot of people like that, which we're going to be talking about in, in moments. Sergio says, hey, guys, just wanted to share. I was working at Arthur Ashe during U.S. Open. It's a great place. You can see the arena from anywhere. Hope to see you there. Don't eat the death burgers. I don't know what that means. <laughs> is that like, is that something I'm not, not hip to, but I mean, if, if their arena food is better than the, the food I've eaten at most arenas lately, that'll be a blessing. Rob Reed said, I said this last night uh, on Alex and Kate's post show. Bronson got McGillicuddied. Yep. He sure did. He got given a stupid name and, when when Curtis Axel got the Curtis Axel name, it's like, man, it's a little too late for that. Yeah, a little too late. Yep. And even so, that name wasn't fantastic, but it beat the shit out of uh, McGillicuddy. Well, it doesn't beat rock hard Eric Shins, and you won't have to beat your rock hard Eric Shins when you use BlueChew.com. Well, I mean, maybe you will. You still got to get somebody to consent to having, uh, you know, sexual intercourse with you, which is very important, and we do mandate. If you're taking blue chew and using the code FIFO, but you get your first shipment free, just pay $5 shipping. When you use the promo code FIGHTFUL, blue chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in a chewable tablet at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night. So you can plan ahead or be whenever, whenever, or be ready whenever the opportunity arises. You know, give, give your sex life a new coat of paint, maybe splatter some paint, so to speak. Just hopefully it's not as colorful as NXT <laughs> 2.0 last night, because otherwise you got a whole other issue. 
But with Blue Chew, you can avoid the doctor's office. You can avoid the pharmacy. That's because you sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription in days. It's all done online. You can avoid those awkward conversations, waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew is made in the USA, prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet package. So not everybody's going to know what you're getting in the mailbox. They're going to know what your special delivery is, if you know what I'm saying. BlueChew.com, code FIGHTFUL. Joel Wood says, I know you may not know the financial details, but with Pete Dunn signing a new deal, do you see him getting called up to the main roster? Quite possibly. Uh, I think that is a, a real possibility. I don't know why he wouldn't want to. Um, yeah. I don't know if I if I know. I can't envision Vince having a clue what to do with Pete Dunn on the main roster. You know roster. what? I, I keep on saying this. A guy like Pete Dunn, and I think of what Vince McMahon said on the ECW, Rise and Fall of ECW documentary, about how taking Taz from ECW was a big hit because Taz was their sawed off monster. Sawed off monster sounds like a badass gimmick like that, like this little guy that is way shorter, but sorry, he's going to dump you on your head repeatedly. He's going to beat you up repeatedly. I think that's what AEW should probably do with Layla Hirsch too. Um, do you, do you think Vince would do, would, would have the wherewithal to do that though, to take Pete Dunn and actually put him over some of the big guys on the main roster? Maybe he's always wanted the mighty mouse character, but the mighty mouse character is so much different than whatever he thought, which the irony is UFC had a mighty mouse who was actually named mighty mouse and they didn't market him mm-hmm. and they ended up losing to the guy that WWE recruited to be their mighty mouse, mm-hmm, Henry Cejudo. Mm-hmm. Unreal. Uh, we've got some super chats. Dale common says, as someone who made the trip to Columbus for that first NXT show outside of Florida years ago, watching last night was wild in the worst of ways. Buddy, it wasn't that wild to me because I went to some of those shows too. And I remember King Constantine and Thomas Kingdon or or whatever the hell it was. Like I I saw the protein brothers coming out with their protein <laughs> shakers, juice <laughs> to the gills. <laughs> and Bronson Rex Steiner is so much better than them. Joseph Carace is non-WWE related, but shout out to Roxy, who's been killing it on the indie scene and new ROH Women's Champion at only 19. That is a brilliant signing. It was a really, really great signing for ROH. They've got her. She's young. She's locked in with ROH. She's going to continue to get some indie dates. She put on a great 18-minute match and a co-main event slot to establish that that division meant something. Profit versus Profit says, does Braun Breaker mean if Braun Strowman comes back, he'll just be Strowman? Probably. Who even or, knows? Or get this, Jimmy. They could change his name to Rex Steiner. <laughs> they could do that. Ian Hunter says, thoughts on the Good Brothers seem to be on AEW more than Impact. Feel they fit more too. Think they may sign when free or re-up with Impact. I think they'll they'll sign with AEW and New Japan whenever their Impact deal is up. And um, they've got a sweetheart deal right now. They've got the ability to appear on both. So good for them. Cause it didn't look like they were going to have that option. JW Pringle says Von Wagner looks like the new NXT prototype, young, big and generic. I was asked to draw a non-specific wrestler. <laughs> it would look a lot like Wagner. He looks like a somebody. I, I saw this in social media. Somebody uh, said he looks like a young edge. Yeah. And he kind of does look a little bit like a young edge. I heard someone say he looked like little Collie. Little bit. I can see it. Yeah. Yeah. I can yeah, see we, it. I can see we it. All in head and saying, well, if the change is already made and the one soon to come, how likely is it that War Games will be abolished by NXT? Well, I think it's possible, which is a bummer, because I've been working on a big War Games feature for NXT for like the last year. I mean, I like to think so long as Hunter's involved, they're going to still make use of it. It's a, it's a great uh, it's a great match. It'd be but a good thing to pop a rating too, Jimmy. I wanted to ask you this. I saw this just today, uh, in case you have any insight. Paige posted on Twitter one word, January. I have no clue. I don't know. Her deal is up in June. Okay. She said this herself. She said she was going to try and, and train for a return. I just don't know what it necessarily means. Um, I mean, I know a lot of people are like, I mean, okay. Say she got her release right now. Well, she'd be available before January because mm-hmm. 90 days, but I don't know. I'm going to try to find out. I mean, I know that she keeps a lot of stuff private, but then exposes some stuff on her, her stream. So uh, I guess we'll see, but I'm, I'm going to try to find out. And did you ever hear about why Zelina Vega chose to resign with WWE? 
Well, obviously she ain't telling me that, Jimmy. Uh, I think that's pretty clear. She's not going to tell me that, but I mean, I think it's where she wanted to be probably, but what happened last week was so stupid. And I got people saying, what would you have feasibly cut time from? I don't know. There was a 33 minute edge and Rollins match that could have had two or three minutes cut from it. Yep. There's a 15 minute match at the end of the show that had a non finish that could yep. have had a couple minutes cut from it. There was eight minutes from the time the show started until Roman Reigns talked. I don't know. Maybe have her do a spoken word segment in that 9-11 feature yep. and mention how it affected her. This, to me, was a perfect example. And I know that you know WWE loyalists are going to say, oh, we're shitting on WWE or we're, we're biased against AEW, whatever. But this, to me, was a perfect example of how Vincent Mann just doesn't have the wherewithal and I guarantee you that if this was AEW and if they were doing a show the day before the 20th anniversary of 9-11 in New York, yeah, I guarantee, and they, and they had a talent member on the roster who lost her father on 9-11 and is from New York and probably had family there, I guarantee you Tony Khan would, would capitalize on that and utilize that. And the thing is, is SmackDown, it was a great show. You know it what I mean? Was. MSG was was hot. I thought the Brock Lesnar Roman Reigns segment was money. Brock Lesnar so underrated as a as a as a worker and as a seller. I thought that was a great segment. Edge and Rollins was really good. Uh, there was a lot to it, but the fact that when it fit WWE's narrative to utilize Zelina. So earlier in the day, they did this community outreach stuff, led by Stephanie McMahon, because you know philanthropy is the future of marketing. So they had this community outreach thing led by Stephanie. Zelina was front and center. Because, of course, it fit in that environment for WWE to have her tell her story. Yes. But when it comes time for the show, and Zelina was obviously very excited because she posted on social media throughout the day, here I am at MSG, and here I am standing next to the logo, and I got brand new gear, and here I am in the ring, and, and I'm ready to go, blah, 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 blah. Then they cut her match. They just, this man just didn't, he didn't care. Like he, they just didn't have the wherewithal. And like you said, there was a lot of excuses that, that a lot of people said like, oh, hey, it's live TV. Things happen. And oh, hey, what do you think it would have been better if she went out there and lost a two minute throwaway match? That's all they booked the show. They, I was just going to say, I know they decide who wins and loses. Right. And that that's all part of the problem. They should have known going in. We're going to be honoring the victims of 9-11. They knew that going in they even released their own documentary so they knew they were going to be doing that you know you've got somebody on the talent roster who lost her dad in 9-11 use that moment in order to tell her story they have a guaranteed new baby face sean zelina is doing nothing she's doing nothing if they had done a package like you said and if they had told her story and then zelina vega goes out in front of that live crowd and she gets a hero's welcome and they have her win a quick enhancement match boom you have a new baby face uh, star on the women's roster better better than them doing nothing with her which is what they've been it's doing. It, it was it's just truly amazing it's truly amazing that they did it was did not deaf. have the wherewithal yeah it was very yeah. tone deaf yeah and if if you say oh well what would you cut time from well then you, you probably never you probably didn't pay attention to the damn show because there was a lot right eric z says watching on a delay up up down down uno and dynamite made wednesday special and helped get through crap last year I'm still happy Cole went to AEW. Me too. I mean, they'll they'll do stuff together again in the future. And I, I'm I'm glad that he stood his ground. He's like, I ain't getting rid of my Twitch either. 69 names Deegan says, Hey y'all. Long time no see. Ha ha. I'm thinking that the Diamond Mine might have a war games match against some random group. Love you guys. Hashtag FTF. I'm loving Diamond Mind. I love Ivy Niles look. She looks like a million bucks. Um, I love the Creed brothers. They are great. I do think that one of them is going to end up spiking himself on the head. Yeah. Um, but they look amazing. They look really good. We do. When I first heard who was involved in diamond mine, I was like, okay, well, all right. And then it got changed and they added Hideki Suzuki and Arturo Huas wasn't in there, but then they added the Creed brothers and they've added Ivy Nile. And I'm like, okay, they're not going to rest on their laurels. They're going to add good names. And I'm happy about that. Yeah, for sure. I, I, uh, I really hope that the Creed brothers get the opportunity to show their stuff. And can you imagine, you know, even Chad Gable and Otis in there with those guys, like there's a lot of opportunity with those guys. And, uh, and I really hope they make use of it. You know, we have uh, Derek McDonald also saying a lot of hurt business talk the last day or so. Think we could see them reunite to feed with new day. I hope so. I hope so. They should, they should have never been broken up. 
should Agreed. have never been broken up. Uh, guys, get your super chats in. Don't forget, right after this, we are over on FightfulSelect.com for the list goes on, our post show. And then I'll be posting some news on how uh, the Johnny Gargano situation affects Candice LeRae. Uh, yeah, FightfulSelect.com. We got exclusive news there every heckin' day. So uh, Dynamite this week, Adam Cole is going to make his in-ring debut. That should be interesting against Frankie uh, Kazarian. Uh, Darby Allen against Sean Spears. I think Punk's doing commentary, so you never know if yep. Punk's going to – because he has been teasing, uh, working some kind of tags. So maybe they're going to tease something with that. Um, Mossley Kingston against 2.0. Jade Cargill against Layla Hirsch. Here's my question for you. So obviously they're teasing Brian Omega. Do you think they wait till full gear in November for Brian Omega? Well, selfishly, I hope they do it next week at Arthur Ashe. <laughs> That's my hope. I don't know how long you can put off Adam Hangman Page winning that title. Because when he comes back, that title should be his. It should be his. Right. Now, so do you you think so you think they would do it uh Omega Brian that quickly, do it next week at Arthur Ashe? I think Cody's coming back next week too. So they already have a you know a, a big event scheduled. But you think they might do it that quickly? I hope. I mean, if so Brian sort of laughed in the face of rankings and <laughs> wins and losses, which I don't wish. I wish he wouldn't have done because he said, oh, you tell me that's not how it works here, just getting a title shot. It shouldn't be how it works there. You should have it earned because mm -hmm. that's what Christian Cage had to do. It's what everybody had to do. I understand that this is a dream match, but, um, I mean, you could also do, like, you could go to a time limit draw. You could do a lot of different things. You could do a whole lot there i i think that there's enough there to where you don't put the title on brian and you set up something for the future and and stellar justin lopez says damn right i want it next week what did you think of brian in the post all-out scrum being almost borderline cocky arrogant dropping f-bombs well that too that too I loved it yeah that too but when he was saying stuff like i'm good at this I know I'm he good is. at this. He went so far as to say, this is what elite looks like. Uh, and then he said, I see Kenny Omega and I got to see, is he as good as, as you know, he thinks he is. And I'm going to know when I get in the ring with him. Now, this was not a storyline television thing. This was a media scrum. Yeah. So obviously he meant everything he said. That was a side of Brian. I haven't seen in, in a very long time. What did you think about the, uh, you know, just ultra confidence that came out of him in that scrum? Made me very happy when somebody is really, really great at something. They should have the confidence to say that they're really great at something. And I never hear that out of you. I never, never, never hear me say that. No, uh, because I'm humble. Very. I don't know if I don't know if you know that, Jimmy. I'm humble. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm you're, humble. you're. What does it used to say? Your, your thriftiness will confuse you. No, my quality of life. Will quality confuse of life. You. That's right. Like I've got these beautiful Nerf shoes. Have you seen these? Look. No. Listen. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. That's nice. It's me pumping up my Nerf shoes. They're beautiful. Um, anyway, my quality of life, life will confuse you. I'm wearing $20 lugs right now. I know you are, even though I bought you Jordans. Amazing. It is, it is offensive. I bought this man <laughs> Jordans, and he won't wear them. Ridiculous. So, anyway, where was – yeah, I loved seeing Brian say that. I loved hearing him say um, – I loved hearing him say, a lot of people say they're here to help the young guys. I'm not. I'm here to beat their ass. Well, he said straight up, he, he called out Punk on that. Yeah. He said, CM Punk can say, I'm here to help the young guys. He's like, F that. Yes. 
So, all right, let's talk about Mr. Minoru Suzuki. I did not know that this was going to be, you know, considered such a thing. Oh, I, as soon as they cut his music, I knew it was going to be. That people thing. were going to be hot about it? Well, I don't think they're legitimately hot about it. I know, it. I know, I think I it's know. playful. Yes. And, like, to the point to where they're, like, making up fake quotes about it. It's so funny. I love it. And AEW has since made it canon. And now the Moxley-Kingston-Archer-Suzuki match is motivated by the fact that Archer and Suzuki saw this as like disrespectful to Suzuki. I love it. Right. They're, they're good at playing off it. So have you heard the real reason why they cut the song before the crowd could say that? No, but everybody that's that I've talked to and talked to after the show seemed to think it was timing timing. Okay. I wondered if it could have been production, just not realizing, not knowing that that was a thing. That's possible. That's certainly yeah. possible, but they were very clearly short on time. Right, right. Okay. Yeah. Very interesting. Well, uh, after this on the list goes on, we're going to talk about Omos. We're going to talk about uh, Charlotte Flair and the Charlie doll. Uh, or oh maybe boy. it's supposed to be the Charlie doll. I don't know. We'll talk about that. We're going to talk about Natty and Tamina. Um, so check out uh, the list goes on on com after this. Oh my gosh. So what are we doing? Sitting here twiddling our thumbs for a few minutes, Jimmy? Uh, you know, you can people, uh, could, people could send super chat. Uh Van Twinblade says you display Jordans, you don't wear them. Uh buddy, I wear my SRS ones everywhere. And those weren't Jordans, those were Reebok pumps. Technically, I am displaying mine. So they're in a box on the floor of my office. Oh, you mean Jimmy. Jimmy, yeah. Jimmy uh, I am displaying them. He is displaying them. So you're right. That that's yeah. my bad. Yeah. That's my bad. Uh, guys, please leave a thumbs up on this video. I dropped uh, a couple interviews. I accidentally dropped one yesterday with Nitro Girl Shay that was supposed to drop on Thursday. It was a great talk. We talked about the Ready to Rumble movie, the WCW Thunder game, how the Nitro Girls happened, what she's been doing since. And I also dropped an interview with Frankie Monet, who we broke on FightfulSelect.com this week, had her match pulled from NXT. My God, we've got interviews up with uh, Damian Priest, Nikki A.S.H., Drew McIntyre, uh, the former cheeseburger who's now known as the world famous CB in Ring of Honor. We've got reviews every single night and just so much stuff. Make sure you guys check it out. Jimmy, anything else you want to let the people know? Oh, well, we got some super chat, so so piss off with that. Uh, it's a partnership, Jimmy. It's a partnership. partnership. It's a partnership. Chris Marcellus says, waiting for DB to say to the ref, I have until five referee. Oh yeah, I want to. I want to see that. And sixty nine names. Deegan says also. I haven't seen anyone mention this, but we're getting Charlotte versus Becky for Survivor Series. I'm pumped for that. I'm not convinced Charlotte will still hold the belt by then. So I don't know about that. They they take the title on and off of her so much. Yep. Well, she's got to get to seventeen, Sean. Got to do it. Joseph Carino saying they weren't short on time because Moxley had a few minutes to go into the audience and celebrate. You're being <laughs> dishonest saying it was timing. Uh, <laughs> hey, guy, they were in fucking Cincinnati. <laughs> yeah, exactly. fucking hometown. It was and more important for them to have that moment than having Suzuki's thing. What a whiny. Well, the other thing, too, is by oh. then it was the end of the show by then. Yes. So by then it's like you just kind of you've still got airtime. So you yes. you might as well just follow him in the crowd until you're you're out of airtime. And you know? also Joseph Carino, I said I believe. I didn't say I know. So <laughs> kindly get the fuck out of here, Sean. You're so sensitive. <laughs> it says so sensitive. Suzuki and Archer could be the ones to answer men of the year tonight. Don't get much more real fighter than the murder grandpa. I think they might join them eventually. Well, no, not Archer. Archer hates Dan Lambert, but maybe Suzuki. I don't know. Is uh, where are they going with these Dan Lambert promos? Where are they going? I don't know. They ain't good. I don't like them. So like, it's, it's like every online criticism of AEW. Yeah, and it's like, man, I gotta listen. Look at that bullshit on Twitter. I don't want to listen to it while I'm watching the show that I'm trying to enjoy. And like, I like Dan Lambert. His impact yeah. work was great. He's a legit wrestling fan like i i yep. love this stuff i love the guy personally he seems great i just i don't want to hear it it's not it's not the right kind of heat for me it makes me want to just turn off the show i agree I, I i was okay with it once but now it's been yeah. like three four times so once was cool and it's cool that he's got the oc fighters with him and all that's all cool but after the first time like yeah i don't i just don't need to hear it anymore let ethan page talk the guy can talk yes he's very good at it 
B. Eric says, going to my first AEW show tonight. I'll be at Arthur Ashe next week. Can't wait. It is a fun experience live. It is it is different live. Norm Summer says, buy two pairs of Jordan, one to display, one to wear. I got kissed by Chris money. Oh, man. I wish I did. Sure I think I, I, I think with shipping, I paid like $27 with shipping. Not there bad. Go. Guys, head over to FightfulSelect.com. I appreciate you all so much. Thank you for all the kind words over the last week. Jimmy, pay my goddamn invoice. Until next time, we're out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.